do 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 welcome back to caught monologuing i'm ryan kunzer and i three hours later i'm errol koenig and today we are talking about the biggest movie of all time that's right oh damn it I, I had I such a good gone intro. With, gone with the Wait. wind. Yeah. yeah. Wait, I had such a good intro. We're going to keep all of this in the pod, but I was going to do the biggest thing that happened ever this past weekend, and I was going to talk about me, the new oh, Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift. Yeah. music yeah. video, and it was going to be glorious and amazing, like me, the Taylor Swift music video. Uh, yeah. She dropped a new music she video. A new song. Check it out. I do, Alex. Why, why is it important? Because it's Taylor Swift, regardless of the quality of the song. This is what we're talking about. We're changing the episode. This is this is it now. We're talking about Taylor Swift, regardless of the quality of the song. It is big, it is big news. Okay. Uh, no, we are actually all here to talk about uh, Avengers Endgame. Uh, and to do that, Ryan and I, we brought a couple friends. Would you like to introduce them? I would. I have with me to my left, Esther Rodriguez, bat, uh, veteran of the Bachelor podcasts and the Captain Marvel one and probably many others that I can't remember right now. Yeah, a bunch. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings ones. We Very important. Yes. We need to finish that. Still haven't seen the third. We do. <laughs> yeah. Please, come on. It's been years at this oh, point. It has. I'm blaming you guys. You're the ones that forced me to watch it. So unless you guys sent me down to watch it. Oh. <laughs> well, to my right, uh, I have Alex. Who Wait, to your been... right, but virtually, I guess. Yes. Mm. Look, I decide where you sit. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and to Alex's right is Christy. Who? When was the last time you've been on, Christy? Never. Yeah. Never. I don't think Christy's ever been on the podcast because she was too self-conscious and then she was too, uh, well, I don't know. Employed. Sure. <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You should ask to say your things now before we. Oh, yeah. Uh, as always, the views expressed in this podcast are purely my own and do not reflect my employer. Same goes for Christy. Cool. All right. Yeah. None of our employers uh, are influenced by... I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> you guys get it. <laughs> our employers are great, but all of our opinions are ours and not theirs. So, uh, yeah. Cool. Um, let's talk endgame. So, uh, going into this movie, I'm sure all of us had really high expectations Um I know that Ryan and I talked about it last year on our Infinity War podcast. Um, but before we get into, I guess, revisiting those, uh, we'll start with Christy, our new guest. Uh, what were your expectations going in to Endgame? So I thought the first thing that I thought was Tony Stark and Captain America are going to die. I thought Captain America was going to die mostly because Chris Evans' contract is up. Mm-hmm. And so the Iron Man. And it will be the just the thing that Marvel would do, the most important character who started the Avengers would die. And I thought that there will be something related to quantum 
mechanics because I in the trailer you clearly see the quantum suits. So I figured, well, with, um, with Ant-Man being stuck in the quantum real, um, quantum whatever they call realm. it, is the it quantum is realm? Yeah. Quantum yep. realm. Is it subatomic whatever? Quantum. Quantum realm. That's yeah. What I figured that he nope, would eventually just pop what it's up. Called. Fine. You <laughs> <laughs> have it that way, Ant-Man. Um, so, and I figured there will be a lot of fan service. I figured there will be a lot of people that we didn't see in the past coming back to say hi. That was, I and I really wanted to see um, Gamora back again. I just didn't think that she would make it. Alex, what were you thinking? I'm gonna be very honest. I had absolutely no expectations going into this movie. Um. I have I have sort of like schooled myself in the be very very uh, un unoptimistic when it comes to movies that are supposed to close out a series and a, and a good finale because I've been burned a couple of times. Um, but I I yeah I didn't really have a huge number of expectations. I also I did suspect some sort of time travel was going to happen, um, but I will get into my opinions on that later. Wait, why did you think time travel would be there? Because there was no, like, there was no way for them to recover the situation, being able to defeat Thanos in his current, like, all-powerful form. So they had to defeat him at some point in time where he was not in his all-powerful form, and I suspected that involved time travel. Huh. But. I mean, yeah, that's fair. I thought if there was going to be time travel, which I guess we can jump into time travel talk a little bit now because uh, it's mm. stupid, but I thought they would do time travel to bring people back, which, or like they would go back in time to get them and bring them forward rather than taking Thanos uh, or beating him before he has the stuff. They go back to bring people to bring them to now to which. Yeah. Yeah. Time travel's yeah, confusing. Like yeah, that it is. Yeah, and they yeah. sure as hell did not do a good job explaining it in this movie. I have so many feelings. We, we can we can save that for after expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll save it. We'll shut that down now. Um, but yeah, we'll get to after. Alex, you had any other thoughts before we jump move along? Uh, this is pre movie, right? Yeah, pre movie. Yes. No, I I religiously avoided any sort of. Things like contracts or like mm -hmm. uh, general general things, except for trailers. So I had I had very little expectations regarding plot, except for the probability of a time thing. Can I add one thing? Sure. I expected a post credit scene. <laughs> <laughs> we fair. all did. That's right. This is the first movie in the MCU that did not have a post credit scene, which mm -hmm. is interesting. All right, Esther, thoughts go. Please? I didn't really have any expectations other than I was hoping that I would be surprised more than anything else mm -hmm. because I'm a little bit of a jerk and because I've read so many books and like watched a lot of movies I really hate when like big closing movies follow a lot of the same tropes where after the first like 15-20 minutes of the movie you know exactly how it's gonna end mm -hmm. so I went in hoping that they would surprise me cool yeah I felt pretty much the same. I mean, I, because of this podcast, uh, was much more well-versed in what was likely and not likely to happen. 
but mostly I wanted to be surprised, uh, mm-hmm. same way Esther did. Uh, you know, I I figured they were doing time travel, but I didn't watch any of the trailers and avoided spoilers as much as I could. Yeah. So same. I didn't know how they were going to deploy quantum time travel or whatever to achieve their ends, but I assumed everyone was coming back because they already released a trailer for Spider-Man, despite the fact that Spider-Man was dead, uh, which still pisses me off, but yeah, oh well. but that's, you kind of expected that to be the case. That's the business. Regardless, it's the business and they'd already announced Black Panther 2 and Doctor Strange 2 and Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and all of those characters, with the exception of Rocket and Nebula, were snapped. So, yeah. you know, whatever. No. Um, but I do I do get your pain. Um, I also similarly was going into wanting to be maybe not surprised, because I just wanted to see new cool things. And I think we got a lot of that in this movie. Um, and I also... I mean, going back to last year, and Ryan, we can talk about this now. Ryan and I did a power ranking of who we were most excited to see in Endgame. Uh, and while we were doing that, we talked about why we thought that for each of the characters. And I will say, on a lot of things, I was shockingly right. For example, my number one uh, seed was Hawkeye. I expected him to be alive and his entire family to be dead and that be an emotional through line for his character throughout the movie. Uh, and that was the first scene. That opened it. <laughs> that, yeah. was, that was just, I felt so proud. I was like, I'm right. I know what I'm talking about. Uh, I also predicted that Captain America uh, was not going to die because everyone was saying he was going to die. Um, and he didn't. And he walked off into the sunset, which is exactly what i wanted uh and that's what happened and what else to be fair, though to be fair everybody was also saying that they were going to shove ant-man up thanos's butt but we didn't, even <laughs> get, we didn't even get a reference in the movie well so they I, shot this to, they, they, they shot this like a year before that joke became uh, a thing but like yeah, you're yeah. right it would have been great uh if that were to happen um what else i don't know uh, a lot of the emotional through lines was right. I thought Hulk was going to get a different story in this movie. I thought it was going to be he finally overcomes the Bruce uh, versus Hulk fight between them in this movie, and it happened before this movie where they kind of teamed up together. I thought it would have been the, at the big climax of the movie after being beaten down by Thanos was like at the end he finally work together hulk was like i'm not scared anymore i'm gonna kick some butt he's angry working with bruce who's smart and they all yeah and yeah they smashed together in his face um yeah that being said i did not think thanos would die in the first i don't know 20 minutes yeah <laughs> yeah it was amazing that yeah. was oh so good I, I will say this counts towards my number one pick, uh, which was I picked Thor. Yes. Um, and this was not at all my reasoning at the time, but I'm going to claim it as a victory anyway, <laughs> uh, because yeah. watching Thor just completely broken and behead Thanos in the first 20 minutes is exactly what I wanted out of this movie. Yeah. 
Well, if we're claiming things that we didn't actually... I think that, uh, fat Chris Hemsworth is uh, definitely what I needed out of this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. If we are claiming things that we didn't actually predict, uh, I will also say uh, potentially my favorite scene in the movie... I don't know, fav- favorite's not the right word for it, but like one of the most powerful scenes uh, was a scene with Hawkeye uh, and also Black Widow uh, where they were, you know, going to Vormir, right? Is that the- yeah. 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 So that yeah, was... Yeah, that was a pretty fantastic scene. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I, I guess we can jump into actually talking about the movie now because... And we can jump around and stuff, but like that yeah, scene. I, I, have, I actually have a. I have a... Hey, go oh, ahead, Alex. Oh no, I was just gonna say uh, if we're gonna jump into the movie, I, I do want to know from everybody though favorite Easter egg or like. Oh, we'll get to. That. Don't worry, we will get to that. Because um, I have a pretty good one. I yeah, think. we'll get to that. No, but as I was saying, only once before have I ever had like a reaction negatively to something that I saw was inevitably going to happen. It was in Game of Thrones where Shireen was being walked out to be burned alive. Ah, don't, don't, yeah. I haven't seen the newest season yet. Ah, That was the new season. That was a couple seasons ago. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Good. It's like, <laughs> if you missed that, I mean, also, Game of Thrones spoiler alert, but, like, that's, that was, like, season <laughs> five, four? It was, yeah. If, whatever. Um, But, like, in when, while she was being walked out, I was like, no, no, do not have this no, this cannot happen. <laughs> and I had a similar reaction in this movie once I saw that uh, War Machine and Nebula were staying on uh, Morag uh, to get the Power Stone, and they were flying off. I was like, wait, no, that means those are the two people, and to get the, get the stone, one of them, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that was like, no, 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 no. And then I was like that essentially for the next 20 minutes until it happened. I so. did not expect Black Widow to be killed off so quickly. I mean, it was halfway through the movie, it was the midpoint, and it was a very fitting midpoint. I would argue that she was potentially like the main character of the first half of the movie. She was the least. Uh, she was the last person I expected to be killed up in this movie. Actually, yeah, I was not a huge fan of the way that they killed her. I'm fine with the fact that she died, but the fact that it's two female characters that died for the Soul Stone to sacrifice themselves, whether or not willingly, for another male character's journey, and the fact that let's say like Iron Man gets his funeral and everything else, and then Natasha kind of just gets a oh we feel really sad about it. Let's remind us that we feel really sad about it, but she never gets honored, and they leave her body there. I was not a fan of how that was handled, I... especially because she was one of the first Avengers. That I disagree. Yeah, go ahead. I disagree. I think it was actually a really fitting way for Black Widow as an assassin to die on Morag. Or is it Formula? Um and to be fair, they they were in the middle of trying to fight Thanos and it would be remiss of them to stop and just hold a big um funeral for Black Widow when they were still uh, and there were when there were still so many unknowns. I mean, right. they weren't at the time though. They thought they had won. They they thought they had all the stones. They could you know take their time making their gauntlet and then time travel back again. 
but I think also to Esther's point, uh, you know, the scene where Black Widow dies, she's sacrificing herself for Hawkeye when, you know, she, at no point are they talking about Thanos or, uh, you know, the, the red on her ledger she's trying to clear, or it's never about her or the greater good. It's just about Hawkeye. And it kind of takes away from, like, her her own arc if her death is just to save another guy i i i I get what you're saying i understand that thought process i did think like one of them like if she wanted to save hawkeye you know they could have just left but one of them had to die for the greater good so kind of i i don't know about you guys but i felt that kind of throughout um that scene but i do get it and i also think the fact that she's kind of an afterthought to you know iron man as main characters who die you know is that was a little bit weird but i don't know i i I did like the scene uh and i thought that her making the sacrifice was you know I mean, I guess the counter argument is that if Hawkeye sacrifice sacrifices himself for her, he's taking away her agency to make the choice. There's like a whole bunch of complicated issues on both sides, if that makes sense. And I think how it was done, at least for me, I didn't have any issues either way. Uh, and it was heartbreaking and I cried a lot. So, yeah. I think it stood out to me because all of the other characters got those Easter eggs and those references and things like that. And there's a couple of through lines that she's had throughout the movies, like erasing the red from her ledger and things like that, that we've seen her have with Clint. And absolutely none of them were referenced. It was all about Clint and his family. And I wanted some recognition of just the impact that Black Widow has had throughout these movies. Because even if she doesn't always have a big role, like she's been a constant presence. I agree with that. She's always been a part of the team. So I think in terms of making her death entirely about Hawkeye and, you know, supporting him going off, I think does a disservice to the character. I'm fine with the fact that she died. Characters had to die to make it work. I think the writing should have been better. But you can also argue that um, her death is not really about Hawkeye. It's also about Hawkeye's family. Um, She is little um, Hawkeye's a little children's godmother, right? And maybe you can argue that she wants Hawkeye to be there for her godchildren to grow up with her father. I mean, I'm sure that's what was going through her head, but Hawkeye was also perfectly willing and tried to sacrifice himself for his family too. And it was something that should have been referenced because we see like Natasha's place in Clint's family and like almost an afterthought when they call her Auntie Nat. Other than that, we don't really have a sense of what impact she's had. Like we don't see them ever asking about Natasha. Like during the whole time when he's retired, there is no, oh, is Nat going to come visit? There was nothing connecting her to them at the start of this movie. And it's been a while since Age of Ultron. Like I said, it's not a bad thing that she died, but I think it should have been written better. Well, hopefully we'll see references of that in the Black Widow prequel. We'll see. Yeah, yeah that's... That's going to be a thing. Uh, that'll be interesting. And I don't know. Hopefully Hawkeye will be in that movie too as a side character to her. Uh, 
kind of show. I just want to see what happens in Budapest. They've been yes, drawing that out. That's for exactly so what long. I was just referencing. Yes, that that's what I yeah. want to see too. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely cemented my my opinion that Hawkeye is the best Avenger. And if we're going to, you know, strive to be like any of these heroes, try try and be like Hawkeye. Ah, uh, yes. The bitter vigilante who murder, murders a bunch of people and then goes back to family life. Exactly. Yeah. The best of us. Let's just appreciate for a moment that Hawkeye went around trying to kill people. People pointed him with guns. He pointed at people with a sword and he still made it out alive with no yeah. wounds. He doesn't need a shield or a hammer or giant axe or whatever. For a body oh, suit. Since we brought up the hammer. <laughs> yeah. Talk about fan service. I God. saw that one coming. <laughs> I I mean that all right. Are, are are we jumping to the final battle scene? Just talking about that okay, as a whole. I mean, we have to do we have to discuss that. I'm sorry, it's been burning a hole in my just like Yeah. So that that whole battle scene, I think, I don't know if I was crying. I might have been. I was just overwhelmed by so much awesomeness going on at the same time. It was just thing after thing, like probably the high point being Captain America using Thor's hammer. You could, like the entire theater... When Susie picked it up, like the entire thing we were in. Oh, yeah. oh shit! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was losing their minds. Ridiculous! Like everything just kind of fell into place at once. I mean, Valkyrie flying in with the Pegasus. Oh hell holy yeah. shit! Yeah, yeah. It's just like it was thing after thing of just I I don't know. It's. I'm trying to think of all the stuff that happened in that scene. Uh, Pepper Potts flying in in the suit that she never wanted oh, to wear, but like I came in with her own. That was her. Yeah, totally for like that was Pepper. Solid 20, 30 minutes. I just did not expect Pepper to be in the final battle scene. That never even came into my yeah movie. Well, it, honestly, I still wish Pepper had her powers from her extremist powers from Iron Man. I mean, that 3. would have been cool, but. Yeah. But yes, yeah. Also, I, on our Infinity War podcast, I did allude to there being a picture uh, that Gwyneth Paltrow posted. Um, I didn't say what it was, so I didn't spoil anything. But it was her in like mocap pants. Ah. So like, I kind of saw it coming, but it just mm. it happened at a moment where everything else was happening in this movie. So it was just so good. I want to see this movie again. I just I want to see it now. It's so good. We already watched it. Oh, I already watched it a second time. Good for you. Yeah. I need to watch oh. this movie in a quiet theater so I actually yes. like hear the lines people say after people make dramatic entrances. Yeah, that's why no. I went at five o'clock in the morning. So there was a good like gap between me and the next person, but it was still crowded enough theater. So like people, I could hear people like cheering and stuff. It would see good movies in the morning. It's great. <laughs> when I went to the preview night, I think it was because it was all the nerds in the theater. So everybody was super respectful of the movie. People didn't even talk that loud. They were <laughs> at points, except except for one point when Tony did the whole 
give me that eigenvalue. The oh entire my God. Yeah. Yes. Started laughter, like rolling <laughs> on the floor. Laughing. It was, it was honestly the funniest line in the movie for me. Your techno babble <laughs> means nothing. <laughs> Ooh, well, okay. Since Christy pulled up best line, what is everybody's best line? I think my favorite was when young Cap said, I could do this all day. And then old Cap just says, I know you could. It was the best way you could ever show the change that that five years has had on him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what else? Actually, I just, I just appreciated him looking at his former self in the pants and going, that is America's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin had so many good lines. Even he did have a lot. Hydra. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a good oh, line. About that. It was so good. Talk about a scene that's just great at building tension. Oh, well, because it's the exact same scene as Civil War. Uh, yeah. Yes. Winter Soldier. Yeah. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yeah. That's what I meant. Also, ah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was full out waiting for a second elevator fight. And as soon as he said, Hail Hydra, you could hear like the theater going crazy. Yeah. 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 Same here. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of my favorite fun line because all of my lines are like the most heartbreaking lines in the movie oh, like like part of me wants to say I am Iron Man was ah. just you know right before he had the snap part of me wants to say the hamburger line between uh, Morgan <laughs> and Happy yeah. I'm, I mean I, I, I'm tearing up right now just as, we're, as I'm talking about it I'm trying to keep my composure but like Oh my god. So good. I want to see this movie again. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Also also the line where uh what is it Hulk gives gives Ant-Man his tacos. Here, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> so good. It's just like holding the empty taco. <laughs> Yeah. Soft Hulk is my favorite now too. Yeah. Soft Hulk. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. You know the line when Pepper says, We're gonna be okay. You can rest now. Yep. Oh, yep, that one. That was too or hard. even or even Peter saying I'm sorry to him right before. Mm -hmm. oh. Just mm -hmm. ah. Ah. The first ah. time I, the I started crying when the first scene when Clint's family disappeared and didn't stop until an hour after I went home. I I can attest to this fact. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I I mean again I watched it at five o'clock in the morning before work on Friday. I it took a lot of effort not to just break into tears in the middle of the workday in my very professional work environment. It was <laughs> it was rough. Like there were times in the day where I just like took took a second just to catch my breath when I thought about Iron Man. Oh my god. I just I I will say that as soon as the scene with him and his family popped up, I was like ah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you knew he was going to die very early on in the movie, I have to say. Like it was set up for that with him going I have to come home safe, like I have to keep my family safe. I was like you're going to kill him. You gave him a kid. There's no way he wasn't going to die in this movie. Yeah. Little Morgan is going to be the most well-protected little girl in the entire universe. 
I really want her to be the glue that holds like the future Avengers team together. She might. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. What if she becomes Iron Woman? Hmm. Maybe. It'll take a couple of years. Yeah. yeah. She'll head up the young Avengers. <laughs> that being it's like said. Teen Adventures. That being said, I don't know. And Alex, we can switch to your Easter egg talk. I don't know if you saw during uh, the funeral, Ty Simpkins was there. Yeah. Yeah. Harley, the guy from Iron Man 3. Yeah. He was at the funeral. I was. You had to explain that to me because I, I had no idea who the random teenager in the back was. Yeah. I, was, I didn't recognize him. Honestly, I was looking for it. I just, I had a feeling he was going to be there. I was like, oh, that's, that's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <sighs> yeah. So good. I feel like I feel like my favorite Easter egg though. There was a lime. Do you guys know the game Ratchet and Clank? Yeah, yeah. No, never played okay. it, but I know it. Somebody called um um the raccoon that I'm forgetting the name of. What the hell? Rocket. 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 Called him Ratchet, and I was just like, ah, <laughs> topical game reference. Okay, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> See what else? Oh, Stan Lee, of yeah. course, with his final cameo. Yeah, yeah. With "Make yeah. Peace, Not War," it was. Yeah. Rest in peace, Stan. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, let's see what else. What else can we talk about? I mean, the, the moment when Thor caught up the lightning and his fear got greater. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Two rows behind me, they're just like, "Oh hell no!" His beard got braided. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> there was just so many good movie, good moments in this movie. Just three. If I wasn't like flailing my arms in excitement, I was crying, or it just, it just kept hitting over and over again. I mean, it might have been too long of a movie, and I say that purely because. I had to pee for about two thirds of it, which is crazy because I had drinking nothing since like nine o'clock the night before. I it was just, excitement, probably, honestly. Um, but yeah, it was just yeah. Well, we've been quite positive about this movie. I think it's time we talk about all the things that were terrible about it. Because boy, howdy, do I have some things to say? Oh, <laughs> so do I. I am going to disagree with this statement, but okay. Really? I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. Uh, well, I have highly specific thoughts, but I'm going to let someone else go Wait, first. Before we do that, what do you think happened to past Gamora? Did she get snapped away, or is she just in hiding? I guess is she Oh, I bet away? you that she is still there, and that is going to be a huge part of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And I have thoughts about this. <laughs> I... Share them, please. The case, but Esther, go ahead. I really wish that Gamora had stayed dead, and I know I'm probably in the minority on this, but the fact that she's coming back just makes me think the entirety of Guardians of the Galaxy Three is going to be Peter Quill stalking her as she runs through the galaxy trying to figure out who she is, and it just undoes all of her amazing character growth that we've seen through the last two movies. And I am so not a fan that they brought her back. I would have preferred her 
be dead and then have to have guardians of the three like guardians of the galaxy three be them like coming to terms with the aftermath and the way that we got a little bit with endgame yeah did they say they were gonna go find her is that a thing that she showed said? up as missing on his screen and they were like setting a course so i think that he's gonna okay. be going after her i yeah, yeah I, I agree i don't like that either i thought her being in this movie was great just to give him like a second of what's going on to like give some stakes to peter uh quill um but Mm -hmm. i don't i mean she's dead she should be gone you know unless the point of the soul stone yeah unless the next movie they've already found her and they've moved on but again i agree it's yeah all right, I need to talk about the time travel in this movie. Oh boy, oh boy. Should because I do it while you go for 15 minutes? Or... <laughs> Look, you can do time travel well. You need to establish some rules. You need to follow them. You need to make sure there's stakes or whatever for the plot. This movie failed on every goddamn count. It's, no, no, no. I'm going to disagree with you on one thing. It's set all of the rules they did a very good job at setting exactly what the rules were going to be and then they determined that they were going to ignore every single rule that they set yes i disagree disagree, but go ahead no okay break i'm sorry i just just be in the in the effort of clarity one very obvious one is that you need pim's particle how did thanos get his entire ship through exactly because nebula Nebula let them through Using Nebula the- needed the pin particles to get herself back to the future. And then right? needed to mm. be shrunk down to get to the future through the quantum tunnel. Mm-hmm. Where I, did he get that? I, I, my guess is Nebula got it in like now and used it to open the portal. So they all they had to do was go through the portal. Uh, and Nebula dealt with all the pin particles on like the modern day side. But they set it up so that they, in order to get to the time travel part, you have to shrink down to quantum size, and then you navigate through the quantum realm and come back out, right? And they didn't have a way to do that. They didn't have another quantum GPS, nor did they have pin particles. Well, they had they had Nebula's GPS, and they're a futuristic. Yeah, but Nebula space... used it to get back to the future. They're a futuristic space society. If they can't copy Earth tech. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, they apparently probably... nobody has used time travel except Tony Stark before, but. Whatever. I didn't have a problem with it. I didn't even think about it until you guys mentioned it. I'm just defending it for fun. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. But continue. They, they go go also... ahead. Keep complaining. Okay. They also okay, right, set right, up. I'll give you that one. So, all right. Plot hole number one. Fine. Okay. Other plot holes. They set up that, you know, they needed to get the stones back to the past so that they didn't mess anything up right Mm -hmm. except that they continue to mess everything else up about the past you know uh, even just apart from bringing thanos to the future and then killing past thanos the fact that like that's the thing what it wasn't their past anymore that was the whole split thing it's their new future is that they're actually in a different version at that point of the past than what they are in right but it still affects their so, you know, Captain America, before they time travel, right, mm-hmm. had a certain past, right? They travel back and things change. 
you're running into the paradox of okay the captain america who went to the past doesn't exist anymore right right which is what they weren't supposed to do yes they were very clear that they could not do that and then they did that right even apart from like Gam uh, not gamora uh, nebula killing her past self should have also killed herself in the process which would have been a cool sacrifice to make but also probably would have you know torn the universe apart because again time paradoxes but they did not follow their their own rules i'm going to point out that captain america mind controlled his past self after telling him that bucky lived that breaks so many of the rules that they set up on what they should be doing in terms of interacting with themselves. Mm -hmm. well, but he, but he also wiped the memory with the staff, right? Yeah, he wiped the memory. I think it's white memory, not mind control, just so he didn't yeah. remember the interaction. I think other than... So I guess I mean, the, the, he, the biggest plot hole... And with... wipe... hey, go ahead. I'm... Did he go back then and wipe the mind of every person who had seen them? Like all the no. Hydra agents. Yeah. Did he have to wipe Mo Loki's mind for seeing the suitcase move? Did like, he have to wipe the mind of everyone who well, heard Captain well, America well, say on. Hail Hydra? <laughs> hold on okay, a second. Well, first of all, probably because he went back in time and did all of that thing. But I will also say there is. So I think other than the ending, the only, uh, I guess, anomaly that I think wasn't accounted for was that loki disappeared with the tesseract yeah so that's a problem that's a tv show in the making yes what if he ain't dead <laughs> loki's dead let him goddamn die already i'm just saying <laughs> there, yeah. leave loki dead 2k19 <laughs> i want loki to live so hard it's um, also to the previous point about not interacting with the past self and whatnot, actually, at no point did they mention um, when the Hulk was interacting with the Sorcerer Supreme, the rules have said that they only need to return the stones. She to only the wanted she only wanted the stones to protect the Earth, right? They weren't talking about split reality in the sense that they are creating a new reality. They just wanted the stones to be in the original reality. But not that they changed anything about anything else about that re reality. But I think the point is that it is a separate reality. It is. I mean, if you let's say, even if you set it back up, because I think how they were trying to do it is that you weren't supposed to be clitting two like split realities. They were supposed to somehow re like merge together once the stones were back into place. That's what like the other woman wanted, I believe. Yeah, the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But if you killed past Thanos, then how does that work out with everyone who's originally snapped and the five-year gap and the memories? Like, what does that do if Thanos isn't in the past to get the gauntlet and the stones? How does that change the current reality that everyone then faces? Like, does that mean everyone who died is now coming back to life? It's not their reality, right? It's like, okay. they don't have to care. Uh, can, can, all right, so here is my theory about the time travel in this movie. I think the reason why I was somewhat okay with the time travel in this movie, which is rare for me because I normally hate it, I think they you followed do. my rules of time travel. Because no. my rules are everything that has happened or any, anything that you can change in the past has already been changed in the past. So I think here's, I guess, where all my theories line up. Uh, 
cap fought cap in in the past that happened every time uh but cap uh, erased his memory um and uh yeah everything that did happen was is perfectly not perfectly but like somewhat accounted for um the only but it's thing not. <laughs> hold on hold on hold on, hold on. <laughs> at the end tony stark snapped and everyone disappeared now how do you know he didn't just transfer them back to 2014 where they came from because they didn't say they did they also it's didn't say that he writing. killed them they didn't say they killed them did they i'm they making the same pa- they killed past nebula at the very least past nebula died died you i i you could also argue that they just transferred all of them back into their well, then time they should say that so that right? they actually like really... follow the rules they didn't the do that it's bad writing Poor time traveling did not um, did not make me not enjoy this movie. Yeah, I think the time travel in this movie, I I didn't have any problems with it. I I mean, there were problems with it, but I didn't care. That's usually the sign of a good time travel movie when I, when there are problems that I just don't care about the problems, and that's what this movie did for me. I found the opposite. I really liked the first half of this movie. And then once I got super into the time travel and Thanos coming from the past into the future, that's when I found the movie starting to go downhill. Like there are parts of it that I still like really loved and found devastating, like Tony's death. But honestly, I felt the first half of the movie was a much stronger film than the second half. Uh, I thought both halves were equally as ridiculously strong and time travel. Well, not good. I would give it a pass, but that's also, that's me. Yeah. That's my opinion. And, uh, I am sad you didn't enjoy it as much as I did. Cause, uh, I enjoyed I mean, it so much. So what, what annoys me most of all is that they didn't have to use time travel, but they chose to anyway. Well, what, would, would, right? what would they have done instead? Well, the stones weren't destroyed at the end of infinity war. Right, yeah, and they used the stones to bring people back. They didn't have to destroy the stones and then go back in time to to get them again. Right? They didn't destroy the stones. Thanos did. Yeah, but if you're writing a script, you just write it so Thanos doesn't destroy the stones and have a different plot that doesn't involve time travel. But right. then that's but an entirely different movie. Yes, right. that's my point. It could have been so much better. It could have been an entirely so different movie. Either. I think that. You're creating an alternate timeline where the movie is completely different and potentially worse. No, I it think would be potentially so much better. better. Who knows? Who knows? Hold on, hold on. Let's let's take a breather. Um, <laughs> the thing is, though, the if we if we try to find another plan to kill Thanos, we are essentially breaking like some of the established like rules that we were created in the previous movie, right? Yeah. No. no. Thanos is essentially all powerful when he has the gauntlet. Correct. Yeah. So find a way for him not to have the gauntlet, or he just injured himself extremely badly using the gauntlet. That could be something that you well, can use. Well, he injured himself destroying the stones. I think no. him destroying the stones is the most powerful thing for him and his character. And then I think Thor killing him after that was. I just. I think those were the right choices that were made for good, yeah. entertaining, I mean, yeah. surprising think- movie movie stuff I the time travel was confusing but everything else was perfect yeah, like if, if thanos just doesn't destroy the stones it completely changes the motivation of the target of his character 
Yeah. And so I don't I don't feel that that's consistent with how what they set up in the first movie. I Not agree. necessarily, because he can yeah. keep them knowing that the Avengers are still out there. I mean, he can even just say that he destroyed them. They go on a panic of what do we do about it? And then the rest of the movie is them trying to figure out what to do about it. There are so many other different writing ways to handle it. Not that this is the worst, but they should have at least done the time travel better if they were going to do it. Yeah, I I just think that him not destroying his stones, like a character, to him that would be the only way to ensure the Avengers would never undo what he's done is by destroying the only thing that could undo what he's already done. Yeah, I agree. And so, and so I, I feel like him not doing that would really break the motivation and the character we've already set up. His character um, is all about the greater good. So I, I, I do, I do maybe understand the point, and to an extent, agree that maybe there was a they could have thought of a different way to do that. Like you could have even just made it that the subatomic realm connects to a different reality. And that not like a time stream thing. You're just, it's a parallel reality that you're stealing from, which like brings its own problems, but it's at least a little less wonky than time travel. But I do think, you know, Thanos does for the, the, the way that his character was handled in the movie was the right motivation and the right continuation of that, of that character line. Yeah. I think part of the reason why I disagree with it is because I didn't want them have to then fight past Thanos is it kind of felt like a weaker villain to me in a way because we know in the end that they're gonna have to win because all of the old people have to come back like just bringing past Thanos who they already know how he's gonna fight and what he's gonna want to do and who the people helping him are back kind of just felt like a letdown in terms of villains for me I agree Thanos in this movie was a worse villain than he was in the last movie but I think that's because in uh, Infinity War, the main character of that story was Thanos. The main character in this story is the Avengers and all the superheroes. And there were so many Avengers and superheroes, you had to kind of trim back what Thanos could be. So they gave us a, basically a character that we already knew who he was, who his motivation was, and how he did what he does, uh, and let all of the character growth and development and heartbreak take center stage, which is why I liked it. Cause we got Thanos. Thanos had his arc. He had a story. How's he going to grow as a character after he completed his life's goal? Well, because it's going to happen again, right? Population is still going to grow. He's going to have to snap a thing. Everyone in half again, eventually. Yeah. But we already saw that movie. I mean, I, I agree. We don't need to watch that movie yeah. again, but that's a reason for him to not get rid of the stones. Well, you know, well. I, I'm not arguing that he not get rid of the stones. I'm arguing that having him be as complex and interesting of a character as in Infinity War would make the complex, interesting characters of Tony Stark in this movie, of Black Widow, of Hawkeye, of Captain America, of the Hulk, of literally everyone that lived, of Nebula, of, you know they would have had to take a smaller role. And I, I wouldn't want that to happen. I, think- I disagree with you because I feel like by taking past Thanos in, you take this Thanos where 
we don't see all of that character development that have happened. So we feel like we're taking a couple of steps back, even if like current yeah. Thanos remained the villain. I think going back into the past to take a different character who we see ends up being a little more cruel and a little different from the character that we knew before just fell off to me. Like, why do you have to take the previous version of the character that hasn't been as defined when you have such an interesting, complex character you spend an entire movie defining? Well, he is... There's a different version of oneself, and that's why Nephilim is able to make the choice that eventually she be um she comes to the good side and betrayed Thanos. And Thanos had different motivation back then and now. And the part the fact that we have um back then past Thanos, seeing what new Thanos did and how his new the new Thanos plan failed, and the past Thanos. And therefore, the past Thanos changed his plans and decided, you know what, I'm just going to snap the entire universe out of sight and create a new one. That's his character development. It's, it's a different Thanos. Yeah. It's different, but he's like a caricature of himself. Yeah. You know, I, he's... I, I agree, but like also that goes to my point. Do you want them to develop a different Thanos and have him be you know, the same great villain, but then also have all of, you know, Iron Man and everyone else have lesser of a growth, unless you want to add another half an hour to the movie. And that would have been I mean, a no-no. I right? don't think they needed a greater villain. I think when it comes to these kinds of movies, the way in which they end up shooting themselves in the foot and the parts that I don't like is that the fact that they feel like they always have to outdo the previous film like there always has to be something bigger and better and newer and a bigger battle and a bigger thing instead of just kind of letting it stand as is. And that might be my personal bias and that I feel like every time a movie looks at the previous one and says, I have to somehow find some way to outdo this one more explosion, one more thing, instead of letting the strength of the characters and the choices that they're making carry it through, I feel like that's when the movie is a weaker version of itself. I agree with that. I don't think that was the problem with Thanos. That is what you're saying is the problem with Thanos. I think they ended Thanos' story arc in the first 20 minutes of this movie, and I thought that was the perfect ending for his character. Then they brought back a different version of Thanos, which is a different character. Uh, for like th This movie wasn't about defeating a villain. It was about the character saving the world. And I think just Thanos at the end was he was just the guy that was going to do it. It doesn't matter how or like when or whatever. It was just like he's the guy we have to stop. But it's more the characters coming together and doing what they had to do to stop whatever the world ending force was going to be. Rather than, I don't know. Well, I think... You that that, that world-ending force had already happened, right, in Infinity War. And so having this movie be the coming together, in this case, that was the, the middle arc where people were going to the past and doing what needed to be done to get mm -hmm. the stones and come back to the future. Like, that's, you know, as much as I disagree with the time travel, that's an interesting plot to try and, try and do, uh, you know, and have them struggling against, you know, fate, instead of against a mm. villain, but then still bringing past Thanos to the future so that they can have a big fight at the end. You know, that... It, it felt like taking away from 
the coming together and was more of fan service to me. Yeah, honestly, I'd love balance. to see moments like, you know, Captain America having to take Thor's hammer happening in different past battles where they come into account with each other and themselves. Like, for me, the most interesting part was when they were in the past learning all these different things about each other and where they came from and stuff like that. And I would have loved them to be struggling against, you know, the clock or, you know, trying to think ahead in scenes where, you know, they weren't there versus even necessarily like, you know, let's say Thor going back to where Thor was in the past, having a completely different person going in partially for that. And then kind of like how Rocket did, where Rocket's motivation is going into going to like get that part. Wow, I don't know how to talk today. Going to Asgard. Yeah, going to Asgard is different. And I would love to see like those bigger groups of people having to come and make all of these terrible choices. Like that was a more interesting part of the movie for me. I mean, it's a compromise, right? You, you need to have both interesting character development and interesting perspectives and like some, like one of the things I appreciated was when they did these past scenes, right? Very often there was, you know, some temptation uh, for a character to remain in that time, right? So it's, it's you know, there is, there was de- character development around, you know, like with Thor and his mother, for example, is, is, a, is a very good one or, um, you know, uh, Iron Man and his father um, would be another one. Um, and so I, I did appreciate that, you know, there was, there was, I guess, the, the consequences of doing some of these time travel things was sort of thought out and thought through such that there was that character development. But yeah, but also, you know, at, at the end of the day, it is, a, it is an entertainment movie, uh, which, which is designed to appeal to, you know, the majority of, you know, the most people that want to watch this movie and frankly people do like giant battles with lots of fan service and like i yeah. you know i'm not gonna lie I mean, I, yeah. I that part too right to be uh, fair i enjoyed this movie in the moment very much i was a fan being serviced yeah, right. yeah. i think it was just the they didn't need to bring thanos back for me to have that giant battle like even ronin and the remaining people that are there that you know obviously weren't killed during the snap just coming in and being like oh these uppity people that killed thanos we're just gonna take them down and throw everything we have at them but see, like but i would still be fine with that i i actually really disagree there I think that taking another villain and shoehorning them in to that spot would have actually really done the movie a disservice. I mean, I feel like even past Nebula could have stepped up and be that villain. Like, we saw that with her desire to please her father and to do all of these things. If past Nebula had gone into the future, hadn't been able to bring Thanos over and went, hey, they're going to revert everything my dad did. I have to do this in his honor. I have to defeat future me. Like, there were options that they could have used that would have done the same thing without having to feel like we're taking these steps back and relearning a new Thanos. They'd done such great character work with the people that we already had that I felt like shoving in this extra character at the last minute when I'd already felt that intense like oh shit they just chopped his head off wait he's back this is a different Thanos how am I supposed to feel about this wait there's a battle happening I kind of wanted it to just be blended in with the big battle that I knew was coming I see your point I also do think that there's a component of this which is you can't give your characters the redemption that they are striving for right unless you essentially give them a second chance and I think that this that in order to give them that second chance, they sort of have to fight the same person, which gets into a whole other discussion about like how we handle failure in films, mm-hmm. uh, cinema. But I, I don't really want to get into that because I I think that probably would derail this discussion. But um, 
yeah, I, I just I think that in order to give in order to give your characters that second chance, if that's what you'd like to do, right? You you do have to to give them the same person to fight, in essence. Um, I felt like we got that a bit at the beginning, though, because you saw a lot of the jokes that people sent around was like, why did Thor not take his head off? Why did everyone go for the arm? There are all these other things they could have done. And I felt like all of that was closed in that first 20 minutes of the movie where they kill him. Like, I felt all the things that I wanted to see happen had happened when he died. And that's why I was completely fine with him not coming back as a second villain and was a little disappointed. So would you have preferred if the movie ended when Hulk snapped? No. Honestly, kinda, I kind of... Yeah. I'm Honestly, torn. Look, the, the last movie ended basically when Thanos snapped. I would have been fine if the plot had been Avengers versus Fate as a, as a concept, and then finally they succeed and they snap. You know? Yeah, I, and, I mean, I know, think... Maybe it's still Tony sacrificing himself to bring everyone back or whatever. Or, like, but... the Hulk isn't able to put it on, and then Tony does, or something like that. Here, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying, and I will say having Tony make the sacrifice at the end of this movie, it had to be him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he was the only, he was the only character that could have done it. He's he's really the only one that could sacrifice himself to win at the end of this movie. Like it could be Captain America, but we already know that he sacrificed himself to save the world. He did that in his in, in his movie. He did that in the first Avenger when he flew his plane in the water to stop mm-hmm. the bomb. Like that already happened, so that couldn't be an option. It wouldn't be Hulk because Hulk would live. Uh, I mean, it could be Hawkeye. It could be you know, uh, you know, uh, Black Widow. Um, but you know, Black Widow already had that moment in this movie, and Hawkeye is Hawkeye. Um, <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't get the familial redemption, right? Yeah, like, yeah, he wouldn't get his big family big redemption, character. which is what his thing was about. And I think right. it was the right moment, and the only way to the way they did it, I think, was just Thanos was there to put the characters in the position to do what was best for the story. If that makes sense, and in order for Tony to make that sacrifice, he had to be in that, you know, grapple with Thanos where he can get the stones from Thanos's gauntlet into his own hand because of Stark Tech, and sacrifice himself. That was how they got to that moment. The rest of the fight was all fan service, but that's because fan service is great. That's what fight. That's what fights in these movies are all about. The fights in these movies yeah. are the fan service. You take that out then it's, you know, all the character growth and development. And I think the reason why I'm defending this as much as I am is because the stories and the plots that happen in this movie are my favorite kind. I mean, not to go back to this like I always do, but it's all about family. Literally every arc is about family. It's Tony with his daughter and Pepper. And then also when he visits his dad, it's, you know, Cap going back in time to be with Peggy. It's, uh you know, Hawkeye with his family. It's, I mean, literally all of the most important arcs are about family. It's about, I I mean, I don't know. It's Scott Lang who's with his daughter who, you know, survived the snap and picking those pieces up and being with Hope and all that stuff. And that, I think changing the story changes the motivations of the characters to not be as family 
focused, if that makes sense. And that's kind of why I want, I, I, I like it how it is. Like I thought it might've been too long of a movie, but I don't know what I would have gotten rid of. There's not a thing I, I would have changed. I don't think, I don't know what I, what I, I would have done, but that's, I think that's it. We'll just have to agree to disagree on a lot of this stuff at the end, but yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. What's the next one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a list. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I have one very specific one, sure. actually, um, which I, I, I feel like the character, so I feel like the character of Thor was very interesting in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and especially like his whole grappling with failure and, and he, I think, sort of carrying the weight of... Uh, New Discord. Yeah, well, him carrying the weight of just, like, you know, half of the population dying because he sort of is putting that on his own shoulders. Um, but it was this weird dynamic in the movie where I felt like, especially in the scenes with him with the Avengers, where I think it was... It was half comedy and half trying to intentionally be sort of uncomfortable um, about mm-hmm. how sort of the character has really devolved. Yeah. Um, and I and I don't know that I thought that making it comedic was the right choice. Yeah. Um, and I I just there there's I think there's pieces that for me like. You know, uh, I, I guess, you know, like rampant alcoholism is is not really the funniest thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I just, I don't know. There, there, it, was, it felt sort of weird. It felt like he was halfway straddled between serious character that they're trying to explore his his uh, mental state and half character that is the uh, yeah. The butt of the joke. I yeah. agree completely. And, and yeah. Also, I'll add. I mean, on top of the alcoholism, as as a fat person, having the joke be, "Oh, Thor's fat now," is that made me uncomfortable. I didn't yeah, I love wanted that. to. I wanted to point out that it felt like the Russo brothers were undoing everything that had been done in Ragnarok. Like, you know, Thor lost his eye, but now he's got a new eyeball that he kind of shoved in. He cut his hair short, and now his hair's grown out super long. Like, he ended Ragnarok going, like, I'm going to be here for mm-hmm. my people. I'm going to step up as the leader they need to be. Like, I'm ready to do this. And now in this movie, he kind of just went, oh, hey, Valkyrie, we haven't seen you in a while. I bet you're a great leader. I'm just going to fuck off now. And it felt like all the character growth that he had in Thor 3 just kind of got disassembled. I mean, I... You- I mean, I I do agree with you. I, Thor was probably my least, not, maybe not my least favorite character because I love Thor, but uh, and the scene with his mom was great. But like, also mm-hmm. add to the fact in the last movie, it was he's not the god of hammer; he's the god of thunders, and he mm-hmm. he gets his hammer back. Granted, it yeah. is solely for the purpose of giving it to Cap. But but still, yeah, you're you're spot on. Like I didn't love yeah. his arc in Endgame, or not in Endgame, in uh, Infinity War, because like, oh, the whole point of the last movie was he could do it without the hammer, and now he immediately jumps to get a stronger weapon. So, 
But I, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It didn't feel like his characterization was smooth in between the movies. It kind of felt like they went, oh, we don't like what you did in that movie, so we're going to undo it and do our own thing. I don't think it was necessarily we don't like what you did in that movie. It was more for our for the purposes of our story, you have to do something different, so we're going to just do what we want you to do rather right. than erasing yeah. everything. Or like, Yeah, I, I don't think it was in their character they could have made be that much of the character that is essentially the the person that puts everything on their shoulders right i don't think i don't think there's another character they really could have done that with. not and give sure captain right. america his goodbye yeah right. yeah i wish there was more of wakanda because wakanda um lost the king yeah and the princess so it was the mom who had to stay as um dowager queen yeah you are right i agree with you i think the movie was already crowded enough as is so i don't know like like it would have been great to see it but there just wasn't space for it i also will say this shot before black panther was released and they didn't realize how big of a story black panther or of a movie black panther was and they also probably had the least amount of time to like know the characters because they were still right. probably being worked on and developed as they were being worked on developed in this movie. So that's, that's probably why there wasn't as much Wakanda as there could have, should have been. But we got a couple shots at the end that I was, you know, with the family reunited, Shuri coming back with her blasters. That was cool. Um, yeah. I had one mini pet peeve, which is if they weren't going to use Captain Marvel to her fullest extent, I kind of wish they'd been clear in the writing in terms of writing her off, because I kind of had her shuffled off doing unnamed things in the other galaxy, and I just kind of wanted like a line saying like, oh, I'm going to like this planet because the people are experiencing this. Don't worry, I'm doing my best. I'm just covering so much territory, and they kind of just had her disappear. I feel like she said uh, like at, at the beginning, after, you know, you know they defeated Thanos like for the first like, time, she said, you know, I'm going, you guys are here to protect Earth. There's a whole bunch of other planets that don't have you. So I'm going to go protect them. I feel like I she said that. In the holograph scene at the office, I think she said something to the effect of, like, what's happening on Earth is happening everywhere. Yeah, so that, like, that's, I think, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, but I wanted just an extra line of clarity on that because the thing is they kind of set it up at the end of Infinity Wars with the pager that she was going to be a really big character and part of it was just setting up the Captain Marvel movie. I think it was just that she was going to be a part. Maybe not a big part. Yeah, but the way in which they did it made people really feel like she was going to be a big character and I was kind of like expecting her to come in and have like a much bigger moment and the Mm -hmm. fact that she wasn't there for the majority of the movie just kind of threw me off a little bit. I will also add that while I was also thrown off too, I, I mean, it's also the type of thing where it would have been cool to see her, like, you know, grow with the other Avengers. There just wasn't space for it. There's yeah, so like much said, that was going on. It's, you know, I I would have loved to see more of that. I would have loved to see more of Wakanda. I would have loved to see more of Wong with the wizards. I would have, or sorcerers or whatever they are. I would have loved to see more of, I don't know, there's other factions of people more of like what was going on with the guardians oh, like no, the non-guardians no, the galaxy yeah. characters but that are in the <laughs> space i mean there's just so much this is an adventure 
movie about the original Avengers. Yeah. It's about their, um, how they deal with loss. I think also, the... Captain America leading a support group is just like it's the most it's the most Captain America. It's just it's perfect. It was really? perfect. Which part? Where he was Captain leading America a support group. A support group. When? In the movie what? that you saw twice. Oh, <laughs> the entire, you mean the entirety of everyone? Being no, everyone. when he was sitting in a circle with a bunch of other veterans talking about. You know, dealing with war and PTSD, and oh, also. I thought you were talking about battle. What support? What the? What? I thought you were talking about in laws. You have people who are on the sidelines and doing support missions. That kind no, of. No, that's work. that's not your. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. But I think that probably transitions us nicely out of talking about this movie. To talking about what's gonna happen next in the MCU. Because the one thing that I'm very intrigued is that this next Spider-Man movie is not the beginning of phase four. It's the end of phase three. Yeah. Hi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pet theory. There aren't gonna be any more Avengers movies for a very long time. Yeah. yeah, I think that makes sense. They, I mean, they have to do a lot of work to get back to a place where they can do another Avengers movie. Just, I mean, it probably won't have to be as big, but they have to establish relationships between the franchises. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, sure, Spider-Man will have his movie, and it'll probably wrap up the end of, uh, like, what happened from a ground level it'll probably talk about that and kind of end phase three with talking about it and then start phase four with you know the conflict and that and then i think in phase four it'll get more into making movies kind of like you know i don't know winter soldier where they started to group some of the characters together and like mix and match and i think we're gonna get that for i don't know five years maybe and then yeah like where they'll be mixing and matching and in sequels and whatever and Guardians of the Galaxy, which is Thor gonna be in that now? It looks like it, apparently. I'm mean, gonna be banging my head against a table the entire movie. I just want someone who's a slightly better director in terms of Thor's character to be writing that. I I will say, I mean, in defense of Guardians Gunn, right? of the Galaxy, James Gunn never had a chance to direct. Thor's character, I think he probably would yeah. be better just because his directing style is closer to Taika's than to the Russo's. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I will say a slight tangent: the Russo brothers are really great at directing Iron Man, Captain America, Spider Man. Those guys not so great. They with do Spider Man? What? Did they do Spider? They didn't do Spider Man, but like in these Captain America movies oh. and Avengers, yeah. Spider Man's great. I would argue mm-hmm. that he's better than in the Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, yes. Not by mm-hmm. much, but like, because Spider-Man in that movie is great too, just because Tom Holland's awesome. But I think they do a really great job with him and they make his arcs more about like family than his powers. Like I feel like Homecoming was about, that makes sense. Um, but whatever, that's, that's a me tangent. But I think 
Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor, I feel like the uh, the Russo brothers did not have as good of a grasp on, which is why their characters felt a little bit weird. Why I think his arc, uh, or what why Thor's arc in Infinity War was kind of backtracking. Why I feel like the Guardians of the Galaxy, I feel like he did a good job with Rocket, but like Peter Quill seemed like much more of a dick in these movies than yeah. like the lovable dick he is in the Guardians movies. So I just feel like the Russo brothers aren't as on it with those characters. Not that they're not great and did a great job, but like they, they felt could. a little more one note than we've seen yeah, in their previous exactly, movies. Exactly. They don't have as close of a connection of or a grasp as like Taika has with Thor or, or uh, James has with uh, the Guardians. Side note, speaking of mm-hmm. wow, I'm really excited for Men in Black now. I'm just oh my saying. god, yeah. Yeah, same. Chris Hemsworth <laughs> and Tessa, I forgot her Thompson. last name, but they have such great on-screen chemistry when it comes to bantering. Yeah, I, they're oh, yeah. both some of my favorite people. I, I didn't realize how excited I was about Men in Black until I saw the trailer for it, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I saw before I saw Hellboy. By the way, no one see the new Hellboy. Do not. Run away as far as possible. <laughs> like What is Hellboy? Uh, Hellboy, it's a movie that came out about like a devil person that was raised, you know, human and uh, he kills demons and monsters and stuff. And this new movie on a scale from one to ten, I would I wouldn't rate it. It was that bad. I wow. It was it was the only movie I've ever seriously given thought. The original Hellboy. The the original solid. It's not my cup of tea, but like it's it's a solid movie. This one was the only movie I've ever considered. I guess other than Avatar, walking out of the theater. (laughs) It was rough, really rough. Um, All right, back to uh, Endgame. Um, All right, back to Men in Black. Uh, I saw the trailer for that before. (laughs) It was my favorite part of Hellboy with the the trailers um, beforehand. Uh, I just got so excited, and now I want to see it, and yeah. That's it. Also, Jack to Pikachu is coming up, and I'm very excited. Yes. That, that too. Yeah. I want to see all the movies. And this one, like, a million more times. But, like, all the movies. Yeah. All right. Well, we talked about the future a bit. I think it's time as... Phase four comes to an end. Three. What? What even are we on anymore? Uh, phase three. Know. That was the end of phase three. Okay. The age of the Avengers comes to an end. Uh, we should look back. And yes. Arrow prepared a little game for us. Oh yeah, that'll get funner as we go along. Uh, it is called the Elimination Chamber. I did a hundred percent steal this idea from uh, another podcast. Um, <laughs> Shouts to uh, uh, Sports with uh, Katie Nolan. Uh, it's essentially what this idea is and i feel like other podcasts have done it too but what this idea is we're gonna look at all of the mcu movies that have been released until now this is i guess the end game this was the end of a of a a chapter of marvel movies so let's go back and look at all the ones that come before now and we are going to eliminate our least favorite movies all the way until we get to our most favorite now we have five of us and 22 uh 22 marvel movies so what order do we want to do this in um 
I, yeah, yeah. Scarlet Witch does not get her own goddamn movie. Oh, she's getting a Netflix, Netflix or not yeah. Netflix, yeah. a Disney Plus oh, show mad. called WandaVision. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's called WandaVision, which is a terrible name. But if it I, sucks, I'm going to lose WandaVision. my mind. I, I do think it's going to be really good, though. It sounds like, you know how when uh, you see those billboards uh-huh. for, like, uh, Psychic Helpline, WandaViz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, that's, she's starting her own line of glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I think the show's going to be kind of like House of M, where she goes crazy, and she's ridiculously powerful, so, like, other characters are going to have to try to stop her. I think that's going to be what happens. We'll see. I, mm. Girl deserves better than that, but we'll see. Yeah, she's such a she's such a cool character. Like outside of the not in the MCU right now, but like the comic. Anyways, it's fine. Okay, let's play the game. All right. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's see if we have five of us. Who wants? All right. Who wants to go first? Me, 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 me. I have strong feelings about one of the movies. Okay. So <laughs> we will do. Christy, Esther, me, Ryan, Alex. Yeah. Right for me. Does okay. that sound right? Because then also, uh, not to put the pressure on, that means, uh, wait, no, I did that wrong. It means Christy and Esther would get one extra pick. Or no, Christy would get, Christy the would ex- get an extra the pick. final pick. So let's, Christy let me... gets the final choice. Yeah. Uh, I want, so I'm, I'm changing it up. Uh, Christy gets the final pick and then we'll have esther with the second to final pick because ryan alex and i have already talked about like our favorite marvel movies when we did our sci-fi thing in a sense so i want the two people that weren't on that Wait. to go last yeah so okay uh, other idea okay. um there's 20 movies and five or 22 movies 22. right okay and five of us if we just go normally uh we each will go four and we'll have two left, and then we can vote since there's five of us on which one to to win in the final round. Oh, that works too. All right, in that case, hmm, I'm on board with that idea. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, Christy, do you still want to go first? Yes. Cool. I am going to go ahead and just eliminate. Well, wait, 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 wait. Before you do that, what's the rest of the order? Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's do uh. Christy, Alex, me, Ryan, Esther. Okay. Cool. Okay. Does that work? All right. Christy, take it away. I'm going to go ahead and just eliminate what's on everybody's mind, the worst ever Marvel movie that I think half of us probably didn't even watch. The Incredible Hulk. Why? That movie, even... So bad. Where that movie started it all, but it's really Iron Man that started it all. The Incredible Hulk, I think it was just such a terrible box office flop that nobody thinks about. And wow. So first of all, it wasn't it just, wasn't a flop. Was not a flop. Not as big as some of the others. Not a flop. Uh, and also that was I think before the MCU really got its footing. So I probably right with with getting rid of it now, but seed. <laughs> Uh, 
Yeah. Alex, what's next? Oh, hold on. Um, do we want to just cross out that movie on our list? Uh, yeah. Or, yeah, do do what you guys want to do. It's we, at... we, we can only comment, so you have to. Oh, cool. Uh, let's... Why did I not let you guys edit? That's fine. Because <laughs> by default, it doesn't. Yeah. Cool. Goodbye, Incredible Hulk. All right. Um, I'm gonna jump straight in on Thor: The Dark World. Okay. Solid yeah, choice. Agreed. I really hate that movie. <laughs> really, really, Thor and Thor: The Dark World. <laughs> I I dislike The Dark World more. Well, yeah. Uh, I, I I will pick up your slack with the next one. Getting rid of Thor. I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate that. Nice to vote on that. Remind yeah. me what was that movie about? Thor. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, my turn. Yep. I think. Okay, I'm gonna get rid of Iron Man two because yeah. what's his face? The the hammer. The not not the main villain, but the other sleazy guy. Yeah. I cannot stand to watch him on screen. Same Rocco <laughs> as, as, as Justin Hammer. Him. Yes. I loved. I, I cannot watch that I movie. I love Sam Rockwell. He's great. I enjoyed him. Oh, in a good actor. He was much. great at portraying someone I hate. Yeah. <laughs> cool, Esther. What's next? I was gonna take off Civil War. Civil War, Ooh. really? Ooh. Oh, right in the heart. <laughs> okay. Oh, fighting oh, I'm making the hard choices early, guys. Oh, okay, fine. War? It's 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 getting real. Uh, why are we getting rid of Civil War, Esther? Honestly, because I felt a lot of the other Avengers movies were just stronger. Like, I appreciated the divide that set off and started Infinity Wars of our two different, like, warring groups. But I felt a lot of the times people were just making choices in anger and not thinking actually through how it would affect the Marvelverse. So, although I loved the movie, the premise made me mad half the time. Okay. Cool. Christy, what's next? All right. Oh, man. Um... Okay, Esther, you're gonna hate me for this, but actually, Captain Marvel. Oh, you're a bad. You're a bad lady. That's a bad take. I wouldn't have gotten rid of that one. That was a good movie. That's a spicy take. All right, Alex. Oh God, you're gonna hate me, Errol. Oh, I. Oh, don't worry. I won't I'm like you, Errol but... too. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to take off the Avengers. Okay, cool. That's not the, what I thought you were gonna take off. Really? That. Oh, don't. What? Why? Why the Avengers? Um. I uh, so I think that it like uh especially if you if I like I went and rewatched it a couple of months ago just for fun just to sort of remind myself, and it it's it's not great. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> It's not great. Like how so? Uh, the the it's the, it's the, the, the some of the quips are funny and like, uh, but generally the the I think the character development that like I've just sort of come to expect now of the MCU isn't there isn't there because like they were just it's in baby the baby form of, right. of yeah. what it is now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, not to keep this a trend, but I'm gonna finish off that sentence by getting rid of Age of Ultron. Oh, good. Okay. Good. Okay. Uh, which uh, I've liked at the time, and 
had one, has one of my favorite characters in Quicksilver, but uh, I will not say anymore. has not. I mean, yeah, but also I, I feel like it has not held up so well. The whole Black Widow romance that kicked off was not great and made me uncomfortable a little bit. Um, and they never really followed through with it. Who was that, Christy? There are five Avenger movies. I thought there was only four. There we go. Avengers, okay. and then we have Captain Age America. Is Infinity Infinity Walls, yeah. and then Endgame. Five movies. Oh, my mind's blown today. Wait, it's a number. It's <laughs> okay. Cool. Uh, Ryan. Um. Man. All right. Are you gonna um, make some enemies? No, I'll save it for next round. I think because if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be really honest, the the movie I think I like the least of what's left is probably Iron Man three. Yeah, okay. yeah, Good choice. Good yeah, choice. yeah. But after this, it's gonna get much more yeah. difficult. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, Esther, what you got? I was going to take off Ant-Man. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> Ant-Man. <laughs> okay. To man. Ant-Man and the Wasp was a better movie. It was a better movie. Like, hands down, if I have to choose between the two, I liked Ant-Man and Wasp better. All right, well, mm, that's I'll, a take. In, in two, three three picks, I will explain why you're wrong. Unless <laughs> un- unless Alex or Christy would like to explain sooner. Yes, I was actually going to go for Ant Man and the Wall. Oh, there we go. Thank you, Christy. Like, I did hate not, female characters. I do not like how they play the origin of the Walls, and I do not like the relationship between Hope and Ant Man. It didn't work for me. I'm I'm cool with their relationship. I just felt like they spent the entire all of Hope's story arc was just building up the quantum realm. And trying to find her mom while Scott had all the fun character growth. I will take any like good female character growth over nothing. Like even if it wasn't as Fair. good as the male character, like I will take my inches at this point. I, I mean, my I think my argument is more that I liked her. I thought her growth was better in Ant Man than it was in Ant Man and the Wasp. I'm just I was I'm more interested in her character in Ant Man, but I and I think she I think she can do better. I'm current. Wait, no. I was, right before I changed, right before the show, wearing my Wasp t-shirt. So, I want better for her. I just didn't think Ant-Man and the Wasp was the... I, I just have a much simpler reason, which is the, both movies have Luis, which is the greatest character in the <laughs> Very true. Thank you, Alex. If you disagree with that, you're very That's wrong. That's a good point. Alright, Alex, let's get back into it. Uh, what's uh, your you see, now you guys gotta make me choose the hard things. God damn it. Um, shit. Um, Alright. Uh, I'm gonna tick off Spider-Man Homecoming. <gasps> Same. How <laughs> dare you? How dare you? It's okay. I'm coming for everyone next time. I like round. it. I love it. I have worse. <laughs> I love um, it. Yeah. Yeah, I it's it's not that I dislike this movie. It's just that of the movies up there, I didn't like it as much. Cool. 
I agree. Thank you, Alex. Um, yep. I don't <laughs> I know if I would have. I mean, I don't so know if I would have. Iron Man for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, who says I'm kicking off Iron Man? Because I'm actually kicking off Captain America, the first Avenger. Yes, thank you. Okay, all right, fair enough. That one lasted this yeah. long. Yeah, me too. I it's too busy making each other mad. It's true. Yeah. I mean, that's on you guys. I've only made smart choices <laughs> so far. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Ryan, what you got? All right. In, in that spirit, I will continue to be nice and I'll get rid of Doctor Strange. Oh, oh that's one of my favorites. It was, it was basically watching Iron Man again. There was no difference between those two. Yeah, no, magic, magic was, yeah, was, was in magic. And and Tilda Swinton, Iron, Iron Man didn't Aaron. have Tilda Swinton. Okay, Esther. Esther. You guys are gonna hate me, but I'm gonna do it. I'm taking off Avengers Endgame. Oh! All right. I don't hate I you. Infinity War is better. I liked Captain Marvel better. You can't change my mind. I'm, I'm just gonna say I don't hate you, Esther. I respect your decision. You're wrong, but I respect it. Okay, uh, Christy. Game goes. <laughs> Christy, what you got? I'm gonna take away Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh! Now, now, <laughs> Esther, if you would have done that, I would have hated you. Uh, but instead, it is Christy who I shall uh, target my hatred. Oh shit! God damn it! Now I have to like vote strategically. Oh, oh I hate that so much. Um. Oh, fuck you, Christy. <laughs> God damn it! That was my favorite up there. I will point out that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy won last year's bracket bonanza, where yeah. we picked our favorite sci-fi movie. Yeah. Yeah. And Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two was still up there. I would like to point out. Don't Donna, mind her of that. Yeah. Here's the thing. I, I, I actually like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah, I think I, we all do, but like the first one's good. Mm. All right. Alex. I know what Ryan's about to kick off. Alex, here's the problem. There are two movies that I really want to eliminate in this list. Is anybody going to eliminate Iron Man for me? <laughs> Please? I'll do it. Yeah. All right, then get rid of Winter Soldier. Ooh. How dare you, sir? Alex, oh. that was my other choice. The greatest spy thriller ever made. <laughs> True facts. Oh, now it's my pick. Shit. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to pick, Errol? You know in your heart the true answer, Errol. I... You know in your heart. Yeah. Yeah. You you know that you know that it's, it's one the of these movies. It's not like the others, and it's <laughs> on the left side of the screen. I. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna get rid of Iron Man. <gasps> All right. Yeah. It's done. Thank you. That yeah. movie has more nostalgia than it honestly deserves. Yeah, no, I, 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 wanted, I wanted to eliminate it, but I couldn't because I had to use my other votes. No <laughs> <laughs> problem. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great movie. It just, I, I, there, I like others better than it. Yeah. All right. 
or getting rid of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two because yeah. it was not as good as the first one. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's, you, you're right. But... You thought it was okay. Okay, like it was good. No. But no. look, That's look, fine. the first one had two things going through it: family and like satire, and it ditched the satire in the second one and stuck with family. I disagree a little bit. That movie was so much better than the other three movies on that list right now. I, I like, agree. I think absolutely not. not. <laughs> absolutely not. That's that's all. There's one moment in Thor Ragnarok where I thought the music was absolutely spot on. All right, Esther, Esther, go ahead. No. All right. Between I'm Thor take Ragnarok, out Infinity War. Taking out Infinity War. Take out Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I respect that choice. Way. All right. Well, that leaves us now with the two finalists: Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther, uh, which, all things considered, I'm not too surprised with. They're both A plus movies. Yeah. Hmm. Uh-huh. So, are we going to choose our favorites or less? Yeah, now favorite? we all vote. I mean, it's yeah. L- l- let's vote for our favorite. Um, yeah. We're, so, let's see. How do we do? We want to do a, a, a yeah. All right. So let's start this from the top of the list. Christy, what is between Thor Ragnarok or Black Panther? What do you prefer? Black Panther. It has it takes all the right boxes for me. It has all the family, all the really great stories, and from a artistic standpoint, the um the the um the clothing design and just everything about the production design was beautiful. Yeah. Okay, Alex, who you got? Uh, okay. I I have to say, music and score uh is for me one of like the biggest things and i think that uh on that count thor ragnarok edges out black panther slightly Hmm. um i think that black panther has some of the best cinematography of of the mcu um so i'm i'm very split um but i i think i'm gonna vote i think i'm gonna vote thor ragnarok just to sort of keep this interesting <laughs> I'm, de- I'm deferring the I'm deferring the problem basically. Yeah. <laughs> I, Does that mean I'm, I get the deciding vote? If you might. Ryan are split. You might. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, I love this power. Okay. Uh. Um, I think Black Panther. On every aspect, from like cinematography to I. I would I would say score. I would you know production design, costuming. Uh, I don't know what else is there. Direction, eh, maybe not direction. Direction is close. Um, on basically all of the technical aspects, is a better movie. But Thor Ragnarok is more my speed, uh, and I just enjoy it more and had my favorite. My one of my most excited moments I've ever been in a movie, where Thor comes in with lightning powers and fuck shit up. So I'm going Ragnarok. Wow, that wasn't expected. Yeah, they're both great movies, especially because I'm currently wearing a Black Panther shirt. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, Ryan, what you got? So when it comes to something like this, where I have to choose between two very good 
pretty similar movies all things considered mm-hmm. uh i just pick whichever one i when i go to sit down to watch a movie which one i would rather watch at any given moment and i'm gonna have to pick thor ragnarok because Ooh. it's just more fun Ooh. as a whole and like black panther was a good ass movie but thor ragnarok was a good fun movie yeah that is a fair point i mean not saying black panther isn't fun but also it's not the same level of fun yeah yeah, which is why I voted. Esther, what, what would you have voted for? I would have voted for Black Panther, honestly, because yeah. I thought the story was phenomenal. And for me, the story always wins out. And the actors did an amazing job, the cinematography, the music, everything. Yeah. When it comes down to the movie that I would watch over and over again and still feel the same way as I did the first time, it would be Black Panther for me. Cool. Yeah, I have my, my sole argument for Ragnarok is Ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> Sounds about right. Thunderstruck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Thor Ragnarok wins our elimination challenge to be the best question mark MCU movie to date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess the last survivor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the surviving <laughs> member of the MCU. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't think we could agree on favorite, but I think we could agree on the least not favorite. Yeah, yeah. The not Does that make it the most middle movie? I would say it's the most agreed upon out of all of us. That none of us were willing to sabotage someone else's choices by knocking it out. Yeah. 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 Does that uh, mean nobody loved it enough that we didn't want to attack it because other people loved it <laughs> didn't love it as much? I mean, I feel like if we each had to rank our top five and then eliminate from there based on discussion, I feel like the winner might be slightly different. Yeah, I mean, Thor Ragnarok is my number two MCU movie. Maybe maybe three. Interesting. I, I need to wait till I'm not still in my endgame high to decide where exactly it lands. But given that it's a movie mm. including as much fan ser- service as it has, uh, mixed with as much family story arcs as it has, uh, that one that one might have broken into my top three, top two. We'll see. Maybe even top one. I'll let you know in a month or so after I oh. see this movie five more times. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. I mean, it's certainly going to box office. It's doing just fine. Yeah, yeah, I noted that. Yeah, one point two billion dollar opening weekend it, internationally, good. which is the biggest by a lot. Uh, it's yep. it's so compared to uh, so the biggest international non non American box office weekend ever was the Fate of the Furious, which had uh, four hundred and forty five million, which was a lot. Uh, Endgame in its opening weekend had like eight and eight hundred fifty, give or take, in its opening weekend. Domestically, uh, the previous best was uh, Infinity War, which had about two hundred and fifty million. This one has three hundred and fifty million. It's breaking all the records. Oh, just it's getting so much money. And if, I mean, yeah, when you consider the. It was made with what two hundred million? Was the budget? Was the film? I think budget? it was five hundred million for both uh, Avengers movies combined. Crazy, yeah. 
crazy. It is. All right. Well, does anyone have final thoughts, I guess, before we sign off? Yeah, fuck you, Christy, for eliminating Guardians of the Galaxy. Um... <laughs> also, fuck you, Christy, for eliminating Captain Marvel. Yep. I think we can all agree that if you we were eliminating everyone in our group, we would eliminate Christy first. We love her, but it's just that's how it is. That's how it is. Yeah, Christy's that's been how on, it works. She came on one podcast and look what she's done. Yeah, making enemies. Um, you but, guys should have my refined taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. This was this was fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was a mega two-hour podcast that works well with a mega three-hour movie. Uh, it's one of the few podcasts that have not been longer than the movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> although this might be our longest podcast yet. Uh, it's up there. It's definitely up there. Two hours? I mean, we're at uh, one hour, 50 minutes, give or take now, uh, which is yeah. a lot. Um, I appreciate that we're extending the length of the podcast by talking about the length of the Oh, podcast. 100%. Um, other ways that we can extend this podcast is by shamelessly plugging it. Make sure to uh, subscribe, listen, download all the stuff you can do on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Make sure to leave us a review. We appreciate those and read them on the podcast whenever we get them. We don't. Um, please do it. I'll make them happy. Uh, what else? Uh, you can follow us. Fill out our form. Yeah, fill out our form. Uh, we have a uh, form that will be in the show notes. We uh, what else will we do? You can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. Our Twitter is caught podcasting. Our email is caught podcasting at gmail.com. You can send us an email and uh, that'll be cool. Uh, all that stuff, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Am I forgetting anything, Ryan? Nope, that's it. All right, cool. Do all that stuff. Thanks Thanks for listening again. Um, bye. 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 She's just extending the amount of time that she's scared to say goodbye.